0: Hey, how's it going? How are you? What's your name? My name's Drew, and this is the Between Me and Drew podcast. Um, I just need to say before we go into the rest of this fabulous content that we're going to be talking about tonight, I think it's hilarious how there really is no two episodes of this podcast that are the same when it comes to like introduction. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, we have, like, the little background, whatever jingle, but then, like, once you get to me, you never know what you're going to get, but you should know that you're going to get some stuff, so, I mean, there is some reliability there, but um, anyway, it's so great to have you here, thanks for listening, like I said, my name is Drew, and this is the Between Me and Drew podcast with Clara Joyce Flowers, Um, and today, we're going to be talking about Sourcing. And I've titled this episode um, Sourcing with Sense because I feel like understanding where you're spending your dollar and how that fits into your business in particular, but also into the business chain, we're going to call that. How understanding how you fit into all of those little nooks and crannies and parts and pieces are really, really important um, from my perspective when it comes to making. Um, purchases for sourcing items and we're going to talk about regardless of you know whatever we're buying um but once we unpack and um kind of understand and break down, break down and understand, you know, what, what we're buying, who we're selling to, things like that. Um, it makes sourcing so much easier. And we will talk about specifics companies and people that we work with and and growers as far as seed production, things like that. So we will get into specifics, but there are so many more components and parts and pieces that go into, you know, all of the purchases that we make to run this farm that we really have to, um, Kind of understand, you know, where we fit into the big picture. So um, that's what we're going to talk about for the first uh, part of this episode, and then the second part will be specifics for, um, you know, actual sources for things that we purchase, what we want to look for, and then we've got a a little bit of overview again to wrap things up. So without any further ado. we're gonna get started. I should say that I've had enough caffeine at this point in the day to keep me going for quite a while. Um, so we're, we, we've we got a, a great lineup planned. So <laughs> I hope you're as excited as I am. I love uh, spending money almost as much as I love making money. Um, so sourcing is one of my favorite things. So let's dive in. So the first thing that I want you to ask yourself is this sentence that i'm going to say and there's actually three questions here the first is what are you buying okay that's the first thing that i think about second of all why are you buying what's your intention you know is this for you or is this item for someone else and then third is who are you selling to which kind of ties back to the second question um so we're, we're going to break each of those down into their own components, um, little subsectors. So the first is, what are you buying? So are you buying something that is going to be resold or something that is an investment into your, your operation, your property, etc.? Um, if you are buying something that is going to be sold, again, really, really understanding what you are purchasing, uh, how much money you're spending on it. Um, Things like that are super crucial when it comes to reselling items, physical hard good items, because that is money that you um, really have one chance to recuperate. Okay, Um, so if it's a merchandise piece of merchandise, uh, if it's a pot, if it's a plant, if it's a, you know, bag of soil that's going to be put into, you know, 34 pots. Those are hard, good costs that you, you have to keep track of and keep in mind because those are what's going to help you determine what you need to be charging when you go to sell that item, okay? That's number one. Um, second thing is, is this something that is going to be used as a piece of infrastructure or is this an investment into your operation? If that's where this, this purchase is falling into as far as a category, that's great, that's perfect. You know, you want to be able to invest and put back into your business and into yourself, uh, whether it's through education or time off or taking breaks or whatever. Um, but the way that I look at those investment pieces is that you have more than one opportunity to make up that money, or this might be something that takes years to pay off. So you, you, you do have more of a luxury or the opportunity to spend more on that item because you're going to be using whether it's let's for example let's say a floral cooler okay because I'm looking at one out outside of my office window right now if if we're talking about a floral cooler you know we need to make sure that we are investing one as much money as is responsible for us to invest in a cooler Um, but two we also need to make sure that we are investing enough to make that investment work for us for the long run because you might spend seven grand on a a big fancy cooler but that seven grand is going to pay for itself immensely over the years that you will have access to this investment Um, so paying as much as you can and understanding that this is a long-term, um, tool for you to use. Okay. Um, I want to go back to, you know, is this things that we're, uh, going to be reselling because there are lots of different parts and components to that part individually. Um, so if, if we're asking ourselves, what are we buying? And if that item is, falls into something that's going to be resold. There are several things that I I like to keep in mind. Um, If this is something that is a plant pot or a hard good there are so many different timelines and little nuances that go with each of those things. Okay so we're going to start with plants first. Um, So when we are wanting to purchase tulip bulbs because our tulips here in northern Illinois are going to be popping up very soon um we need to keep in mind the timeline in order to secure those bulbs grow those bulbs import clean and then import those bulbs and then to get those bulbs to us because the tulips that we grow are not grown in the u.s they're grown in holland so with tulips in particular we're oftentimes ordering at least at least 12 to 15 months in advance sometimes 24 months for some of this stuff um, before we're actually going to see that flower, okay? Um, So understanding the timelines are so, so important. Kind of the general rule of thumb uh, with any sort of botanical material is as soon as it's blooming on your property, on your farm or in your operation, you need to be ordering the next year's material in order for you to, to have that. And for a very long time, that was accurate. That was a very, very safe way to purchase. But there is such an immense influx of interest in this industry right now that that timeline is being pushed back farther and farther and farther. So by the time you get to that 12-month window, oftentimes there are lots of things that are sold out or that you can order, but you're not going to receive them, okay? Perfect example is what's happening right now with imported Dahlia tubers. So um, Edney is a very, very well-known Dutch or global importer. Uh, They're located in New Jersey. And everything for the vast majority um, is sold on presale. That's the way their business is structured. That's the way many, many businesses, when it comes to importing plant material, are structured on a commercial scale. Okay and um because everything is sold on a pre-sale basis once material uh in in our situation right now dahlia tubers once those dahlia tubers are grown in holland and the the farmers are you know harvesting those tubers cleaning processing by the time that finished tuber from the farm in holland gets to the port and gets put in the container and ready to go the, the orders are coming up short, basically, and we, the end purchaser, don't know this until that sea tainer that shipping container full of flower bulbs and tubers and all the things, gets to the warehouse in New Jersey. So then once that gets to New Jersey, then I'm notified that my Dahlia tuber order that you know may have had 6,000 Dahlia clumps in the original order, is now down to 2000 because everything that was pre-sold months and months in advance is no longer available because it was oversold based off of what that farmer could have produced. So that is that can be very, very frustrating, which goes back to reinforce ordering as soon as you think you know what you need. Okay, that's crucial crucial, crucial, especially in today's day and age, uh, with, you know, just the way the industry is. So really understanding and wrapping your mind around the timelines are super duper important because this is not a quick process when it comes to pots and hard goods. It used to be different than it is now. Just, I mean, this is the way it is right now, but, um, I mean, it, pots, soil, hanging basket supplies, you know, retail items all of it is just so so hard to produce manufacture find the raw materials for all of it so when we are you know talking about the hanging baskets that we're going to be selling for 2023 we need to have that basically like ordered now like before we even hit May of 2022 because it might take that long for the baskets that we need to be back in stock Um, it used to be that we could call Johnny over at Nolts and if Johnny didn't answer Jeffrey would answer and then we could have you know a pallet of beautiful 10 and a half inch terracotta hanging baskets the next day and it's just not like that right now in the industry Um, There's again so much influx businesses are closing businesses are changing hands and are switching you know to a totally different production method Um, or you know there's so many different situations and things that are happening um, that is it is a very um, unstable point in the industry so really you know understanding and having great projections as to what you think you're going to need and or be able to sell and make decisions based off of that is very very crucial. Okay. I know that right now there is a huge huge shortage of peat moss um which is a little frightening um because a lot of the material that goes into the soil mixes that we use whether it's our germination mix or if it's pro mix or whatever um unfortunately has a peat base to it and um when I was talking to Sue Soils earlier this spring, more so winter, um, and I first heard about this because prices have definitely increased, I, I I asked the question. I said, okay, so I need to know what are we doing as, or what are you doing as a business and what are we doing as an industry in order to change this problem? And um, the answer I got is ultimately we're going to have to find something as an alternative to peat because it's not Turning out to be just like we knew going into this, a long-term sustainable and renewable material. Um, so that brings in you know lots and lots of different options, whether it's cocoa core or shredded rice hulls or shredded tree bark. Um, there's a lot of um, emphasis being put on the wood industry um, as far as you know ways to treat wood to make it work for. Uh, a soil media um, tons of I think potential in the hemp industry to kind of help alleviate this problem whether it's a, a shredded industrial hemp to help kind of bulk up materials I think there's so many different things that can be done and I know that they'll figure it out but it's just something else for us to keep in mind because this does tie back to pricing what we're going to be paying for things the availability of that material, and ultimately what we're going to have to charge our customer in order to make all of this profitable, okay so really you know understanding you know yes what's happening within your business and your your specific growing environment, but also go one or two or three steps above yourself and just look in that person's window, not physically because that's creepy, but you know. Ask the question, you know, what's going on in the soils industry? You know, what's going on in the plastic industry? What's going on in the oil industry? Because plastics are made of oil. So if you see oil prices rising, then you know that ultimately, eventually, plastic prices are going to go up too. So kind of opening up your thought process to not just flowers, but also the things that it takes for you to have those flowers to sell your customers. That's important. Okay, we need to get back on track here. So we've kind of looked at the, the question of what are you buying? Okay. Second point is why are you buying that item? And I broke this out into two thought processes. Um, and I kind of answered these previously, but uh, the first point is, are you going to be reselling this? Because if you're reselling this, like we said, we really, really, really need to keep track of what we're buying it for. Are we going to be able to resell that to make enough money? Um, can we be sourcing this cheaper? Okay, kind of put a little dog ear on that last little thing that I said. Um, and the other way we're going to look at this question of why are you buying, from the perspective of are you the final consumer? Is this is this for you? Is this that cooler that we just talked about? Is this that increased? Um, inefficiencies, uh, a heater? Is this a more efficient irrigation method? Is this you know, a new computer to make your, your processes run smoother? If, it, if that's the situation, then like we said previously, we need to make sure that we are using those purchases as investments because that's what is going to make your business better in the long run. Okay, keep all of that in mind. Now we're gonna move into the third question. Who should be selling to you? And I think this is really, really important, especially if when you are newer or new in this industry and you're starting to you know, understand kind of where you fall in the chain. And this can be a little challenging to wrap your mind around because if you're coming to this industry from a gardener's perspective, a gardener in my eyes, and I, I used to be very much opposed to someone calling me a gardener, and I've, I've loosened up on that a little bit. Um, but if you are coming to this perspective from the home gardener's viewpoint, in many, many times, you are the end consumer if you are a home gardener. Okay, so you're used to paying 5 or $6 for a packet of seeds. No problem, right? Okay, well, if you are growing that pack of seeds... And you are keeping track of the expense of the seed, the expense of the irrigation, the expense of the soil starting mix, the expense of the amendments for the soil, the expense of the landscape fabric that you put on that bed, the expense of your harvesting shears, the expense of your water, the expense of your electric. And you're using all of those expenses to then figure out what you need to be charging for that flower to make a profit paying six dollars for 25 seeds might not be the best choice okay so that then takes you out of the end consumers part of that chain you are no longer the last link you have now moved up one okay so with that in mind you really should not be buying things at retail unless you know for sure that that is going to pay off for you, okay? Here's why. When you are selling ultimately to the final consumer and you are no longer the final consumer, you should be purchasing at a wholesale level or at a discount, with a discount, okay? There are a few things that we'll talk about that are exceptions to that, but when we are looking at this from a business and a production perspective, we need to really keep in mind and track where our dollars are going um and oftentimes we can we can sell more we can move more we can use more than we realize so instead of me buying 50 packets of white cosmos seed from gurney's seed company which is a very, very well-known mail order seed company. I think they're mostly vegetables. They might they might not even do flowers. Um, anyway, back on track. Botanical Interest, fabulous, G- wonderful company, amazing selection, love it, okay? I love them. So this is not me bashing them at all, okay? I'm just sh- sharing my perspective on this. Instead of me purchasing 50 packets of white cosmos seed from Botanical Interest and paying full retail for that, I should be thinking from a commerce fluent perspective where can I buy that for cheaper who is botanical interest buying from because botanical interest is set up as a retail company so instead of me paying retail where can I buy that product wholesale or at a discounted rate and we're going to talk about our seed sources here in a minute but that's kind of what you need to wrap your mind around because if you know that you're going to be going through that much volume of seed or bulbs or corms or roots or whatever then adjust your purchase plan to facilitate that thought process okay does that kind of make a little more sense because like i said you're no longer the last link in the chain so instead of being the last one to pay full retail go up and figure out where you can purchase that at a more um, cost-effective price point okay there are a few other things that when i'm looking at a source whether it's a new company someone that's new to me whatever um there are a few things that i look at or keep in mind um and let's just get into it. Okay. First thing I need them to be professional because I do consider myself a professional in some regard and manner. Um, and, uh, there are some major red flags for me. Okay. So if there is a company that I, I want to purchase from and I can't see a face or a name, a personal, actual human being's name anywhere, it's a little bit of a turnoff to me. Because it tells me, okay, who who am I actually buying from? I, I need to see their name. I want to see their face. I want to see the actual person behind the dollar that I'm giving them. And Johnny's seed is amazing at this. They have... You know, a beautiful write-up from the owner usually. They've got features on different growers that purchase their seed. That's amazing. I want to see that, like, level of rapport that they have with their customers. I want to see that, like, they are on top of their game. They know what they're doing, okay? That, is, that speaks huge to me on the level of professionalism. Um, customer experience and customer service. Holy buckets, okay? That is huge to me and there are several companies that are lacking in this area um and i don't want this to come off as critical but i just want you to know and to kind of see my perspective if i have a problem i want to be able to talk to somebody whether it's an email or a phone call whatever i don't care you, you don't need to show up at my door you don't need to send me a letter i just need someone to help me that's huge in customer experience i want to be able to um order when it's convenient for me because i've got a lot of stuff going on here at the farm i've got 55 weddings that i'm trying to keep in line i've got you know 110 individuals who are getting married i've got all of their families that might have questions that's not even touching the 9 acres that we've got growing down at the bottom of the hill okay so it might be midnight when I place my order. Okay, I don't want that to be a problem. Um, it can be a little bit of a turnoff when I have to hit somebody else's hours when my hours are quickly vanishing. Okay, so that's huge. Customer experience is a big, big, big deal to me. The next thing can be a little bit of a little bit more suge- subjective um, from your perspective, but. Um, professional experience in regards to time, I think is a big deal. Um, and as a new farm, a new company, this can be a challenge. Um, so when I look at a new seed company, brand new, fresh out of the gate, you know, there are a few things that I want to see. I do want to see, you know, reliable varieties. I want to see, um, recognizable things. I don't want to be having to Google every single thing that this person offers to see if they're just making this stuff up or if this is actually legit. Okay. Um, there are companies that we work with that have been around for a very, very, very long time, 50, 60, 70 years. Those are the kind of legacy companies that are really, really impressive because that tells me that they've got, the supply they've got the customer experience nailed down they've got the you know reliable service they've got all of those things that make their customers come back year after year after year and that is something that i ultimately i want to be a part of completely okay so that's really big this next thing i think is something that a lot of people forget but When we're buying very heavy things whether it's bulbs or soil or pots or whatever do you have any clue how much shipping is especially shipping heavy things that have to come on a semi and trailer that are shipped on a pallet freight those are very very expensive things to ship okay so if you are in illinois like we are Should you really be buying soil from the Pacific Northwest? I mean, if it's like the end of the world for you and it's like a make or break deal for your business. Yeah, fine. Go for it. Okay, But if you're just buying ProMix by the pallet, you probably don't need to be shipping that halfway across the country because there are a lot of places a lot closer that already have that in stock. Because the longer you ship something freight, distance-wise, the more it costs you. So our terracotta pots come out of Missouri. Our bulbs and pretty much everything that we buy for plant material comes through Ohio. Our soil comes from Wisconsin. So we try to keep as much of this local-centric kind of mind concept ingrained in our business decisions as much as we can. Because, yes, we want to keep our dollars as close to us as possible. But also, if we're having stuff shipped, that's costing a lot of money. And those shipping bills can add up very, very quickly. So that's one of the things to really keep in mind. Um, And the last thing that I I do remember when we're finding new sources is price comparison and competitiveness is not something that you should be afraid of. Okay. And um, I say that with, you know, heart and compassion as much as possible, because building relationships with vendors year after year after year is very, very important. So don't lose sight on that. But seeing that you might be able to buy that same pot for 10 cents somewhere else, if you're buying a thousand pots, that adds up very quickly, okay? And it might only be a $100 now, but if you do that for five years that's five hundred dollars that you saved yourself okay so you do kind of have to move through things in a very um methodological methodological that i'm butchering these words okay i'm sorry you have to you have to make smart decisions and be smart with your, your your money basically that's what it comes down to um and make those decisions that you need to make for yourself Okay. I do want us to go back a little bit. Um and uh talk I have I have one more point to make on the uh thought of who should be selling to you or who should you be buying from, okay? And the only reason I'm going back to this is because right now <laughs> in our industry, um, we are experiencing something that is kind of insane. Okay. And it has to do with a a specific plant material. Um, actually two of them right now. Um, and that is dahlia propagative material and heirloom chrysanthemum propagative material. Um, dahlias are talking about dahlia tubers and cuttings and chrysanthemums are talking about mother plants and cuttings. Okay. the only reason if you are a professional and you are a grower the only reason that you should be paying 10, 15, 20, 25 or more dollars per tuber is because you either a love that farm b you are a die hard domestic grown supporter or c you can't find it anywhere else <laughs> okay and I say that knowing that I spent thousands of dollars on trial years buying new varieties from domestic farms. And we spend a lot of money trying to find the next great, amazing thing before it gets insane. Okay. So when it comes to you sourcing peaches and cream, that, that amazing Dahlia variety, it might be hard for you to find that on a wholesale level. If you're talking about Coralie, a beautiful, blushy, uh, pink dahlia that has, you know, those lovely undertones of uh, buttercream. If we're talking about, you know, so many amazing varieties. Rock Run Ashley, oh my gosh, so gorgeous. Creighton Honey, amazing. Those can be very, very hard to find at a wholesale level. So those are things that you're going to have to make an exception on. And oftentimes... Annie up and just understand that that is a that is a purchase that you are going to have to turn into an investment because it's not just a one-time sale it is something that you're going to be able to propagate and make money off of that in the long run so those are times when you will be paying full retail for some things and that's fine because that is a long-term investment not just a one time purchase. Okay. So I wanted to throw that in there. So with that in mind, um, I'm going to take a quick break. Leo Burby, the beautiful people of Leo Burby. I adore these people. Um, They are going to sprinkle you with some lovely little notes. Um, You can get some free stuff and um, I'm going to dash off. I'll be right back and I'll chat with you then. Leo Burby Bulb Company is your one-stop shop for all bulbs, bare roots, and perennials. Family owned and operated for over 50 years, Leo Burby Bulb strives on providing exceptional customer service. While Leo Burby specializes in bulbs for spring and fall planting, they also have a young plants division that can broker plants from over 30 different growers. Whether you order online or call in and chat, the process is simple. No order is too small or large, and there's no boxing minimums on orders. Family owned and operated, the customer service is extraordinary. Use the code DREW when you place your order online to get a free gift with your purchase. Again, that's code DREW to get a free gift with your purchase. All right. Burbies, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for supporting everything that we do. And thank you for offering such great products. Love them dearly. So now let's kind of break into the meat and potatoes of this that I know, and the reason that I know a lot of you are here. Um, which I don't blame you. Uh, But we're going to talk about the people that we work with and why we work with. them. Okay. Um, So let's begin. Um, I do think that we're going to take this very much. We'll call it category by category. Um, So we'll start with seeds. Then we'll work through plugs, bulbs, perennials, hard goods, things like that. Okay. Um, So seeds, let's go. So there are a few companies that I know get a lot of press. Um, Geo Seed um, is one of them. I would say that they are one of the companies that the majority of the uh, specialty small cut flower producers use. Um, Johnny's is a very close second behind them. Okay, Geo is a little more cost effective than Johnny's, um, but the trade-off is that the Geo Listings um, and ca- in and the catalog um, is more so geared towards the producer that really has their you know realm of information and knowledge already in place. So th- what I mean by that is in the Geo catalog there are no pictures, everything is listed by botanical name, a very very small brief write up, um, and that's it. Okay, so if you're looking for more of that specialized uh more customized shopping experience johnny's is a much more uh friendly route for you to go um geo also does not offer a website for you to purchase from um whereas johnny's does okay osborne seed is another lovely company that has put a lot of emphasis on cut flowers over the past several years um when i first started growing uh and was growing vegetables i used osborne a lot okay a lot the reliability is amazing the packaging is wonderful um great company to work for they are a pacific northwest company and i was just buying a bunch of seeds cut flower seeds from them and their prices is actually prices are actually very very good Um, sometimes they're cheaper than geo so take that for what it's worth but love them their website's amazing very very user friendly big fan Um, let's see, who else do we have? Okay, so there are three other seed sources that I have used a lot, um, and the first one is Eden Brothers, and Eden Brothers is a little interesting because they sell on, um, Volume Usually they do have um, by the packet options for a lot of their seeds, um, but you can also usually buy and purchase by the half pound, quarter pound, half pound or full pound of seed. So if you're purchasing things like cosmos that are direct seeded repetitively week after week, that's a great option. Um, Same thing goes for adaptive seeds as well. Adaptive is more so geared towards the heirloom, specialty, um, more unique things. I love working with Adaptive for some of their amaranth varieties. Um, I think that they are very, very cost effective. I think they have unique colors um, and things that are very hard for me to find elsewhere. Now, the last company that we're going to talk about for seeds is someone that I think is very much a hidden gem. They do have a little bit more of a, we'll say selective, um, availability. You could also say limited. Um, but if you are growing a lot of a few things rather than a few of a lot of things, this could be a really great company for you to work with. Okay. Um, silver fall seed is out of the Pacific Northwest as well. Um, And they are very much a commercial company. They are a farm that is actually growing the crops. They are harvesting the seed. They are processing the seed and they are packaging the seed. Okay. I've not heard about this company um, until this past year. I honestly stumbled across them when I was searching for white Cosmo seeds. Once Eden Brothers was no longer stocking the variety that I had been growing um so from what i've had and the experience that i've had as a customer silver falls is fabulous i i have no complaints um the packaging is very straightforward the website is very easy to use um here in the midwest shipping is a little expensive but there are always trade-offs um so at this point big fan of silver falls big big fan um, I should also note that when it comes to sunflowers, uh, sunflower selection out of California, lovely. So easy to work with, websites easy to maneuver, um, big fan. And the other thing with sunflower selections is they um, sell in bulk, which is a big deal. And if we can get a price break by purchasing you know, five pounds of sunflower seed and then break that down into, you know, half or quarter pound packages so that we know every week we plant one little sandwich bag full of sunflower seed. That's totally doable for me. Um, Big, big fans of that. So seed sources, we've kind of run the gamut. Um, Geo has an immense, immense selection. I would comfortably say that out of everybody that we talked about, um, they have the, the most expansive selection hands down Um Gio and Johnny's I say are I would say are people's number one and number two options Um Osborne is a very very close third though you know they're really putting a lot of emphasis and effort on cut flowers and I think that they will have a lot to offer so huge up-and-coming fans of Osborne so go Osborne other very very honorable mentions Eden Brothers Adaptive Silver Falls Sunflower Selections there are more okay, there are lots and lots of small up-and-coming seed farms that are doing a really, really great job, um, really you know, keeping in mind cost-effectiveness while still doing a, a really nice job of customer experience and all those things. So this is not an exclusive list. This is just who we've worked with in the past. Let's talk about plugs now because when we're talking about flowers that we're growing, we're either starting them as plugs We're starting them as seeds and or plugs most commonly. Um, We'll get into bulbs and perennials in a minute. But for plugs, there are really only two people that I work with. Um, And it's very, very easy for me. Um, If it's an item that is a little more of a commodity item, which means that it's something that is more readily available, it's not something that's super-duper unique or hard to find or from a very selective breeder or whatever. Um, I'm working with Dave at Leo Burby Young Plants. Okay, All of our hanging basket supplies and, or plant material is coming from Dave. All of our lisianthus for production is coming from Dave. Um, our hellebore plugs from last fall came through Dave. Perennial plugs came through Dave. So we get a lot of stuff from Dave at Burby's. So that's – he's – great okay big fan if this is something that i need to buy in a plug that is a little more straight off the gallery wall very unique a little more boutique is not necessarily something that's going to be grown on major major scale production production scale but we're going to be growing you know a flat of this a flat of that maybe to jazz up a bridal bouquet or you Know a little sprinkle to put on a florist order, then that's going to be something that I'll purchase from Farmer Bailey. Um, Bailey Hale runs an amazing company, he's got a great crew, he's got an amazing relationship with Grow and Cell out of uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, uh, Philadelphia area, not Philadelphia specifically. Um, but Farmer Bailey has such incredible selection, and he comes to the plug industry from. A florist perspective one but also as a grower's perspective so he knows that the products that he's selling have such value um and i am hands down purchasing from bailey for those amazing lisianthus that he goes to japan and finds um you know the scoop scabiosas if you're big fans of that totally 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 support him and and purchase those items We've also trialed the Gerbera that he offers on unlimited availability. Um, Those are so fun. So, again, I've got two people for plugs that I I trust and, you know, hands down am am supporting. Um, Dave at Burby's, who is a broker, and we're going to talk about brokers in a minute. Um, And also Farmer Bailey, who, again, is a broker, but exclusively in this situation for Grow & Sell. Um, Huge fans of both of those people. Their businesses are lovely and love them. Love them, love them. Next, let's break into bulbs. So (sighs) bulbs is something that's a little bit – let's try that again. Bulbs is something that is becoming a little bit more of a touchy subject um, because they're getting harder and harder to find. Okay, So getting in with a company that you love is very important. And this really should not be a surprise if you've listened to more than one episode of this podcast, but we get our bulbs from Leo Burby out of Ohio for many, many reasons. Okay, One, customer experience, amazing. I can order anytime. They've got pictures for everything on their website. Super easy to work with, okay? Customer service, amazing. If I ever have a question, I call the office or I send an email and I have an answer. Love it. Love it, love it. They're close. They honestly are one of the closest and cost-competitive flower bulb importers and distributors to our area, which means that if it's an emergency, I can drive there and be there in a day, and then I can have that material. Or if we're buying pallets of material or a pallet of tulip bulbs, then it is relatively cost effective for me to have them ship that freight because I'm not, you know, shipping that from New Jersey. I'm shipping it from Ohio to Northern Illinois. It's a lot closer, saves money. Um, huge fans. Um, Marjolin is a little more selective on where she buys from. So it is very easy to track back if there's a problem. Um, big fans of Burbies. Uh, for bulbs in particular not only tulip bulbs but lily bulbs all of your specialty fall bulbs spring stuff uh imported dahlia tubers lovely lilies lovely so huge fans you should be too um perennials we're gonna when i say perennials we're talking bare root perennials okay and there are two main seasons when it comes to bare root perennials there's fall and spring um again burbies broker bare root perennials okay if you are needing a cost effective peony for fall planting and you would like it to be domestic grown um dave at in in the young plants division brokers a whole lot of west coast grown fall dug and fall shipped bare root perennials peonies being one of those materials um also we've gotten a beautiful, beautiful a still f- uh fall shipped from Dave. I know that there's a whole lot of stuff that he can get for you in the fall. If it's something that you need in the spring, Margolin is gonna be able to get that for you um on the imported side. So she'll be able to find you probably anything you could ever imagine um through all of her sources for bare root perennials. Um just know that they'll be Available in the spring. So we've got a um, bowl of cream, peony, that is very, very hard to find right now because it's in such demand um, coming from Margolin. Have they been on pre order for over a year? Yes, they have. Um, but they're coming thanks to Margolin. Love her dearly. Um, the next thing we're going to hash over is hard goods, and there's a lot to talk about in hard goods. So I hope you're ready. Um, we're first going to talk about hard goods as far as physical supplies that we need to operate our farm. And that's going to be things like, um, growing supplies, flats, trays, pots, whatever. Um, first you've heard me talk about before, um, Midwest produce supply. They also have a Pennsylvania location. Um, we get pretty much all of our flats through them. We get our hanging basket pots. We get, you know, that kind of thing from them um pretty good service um it used to be amazing but th- the industry is just so saturated with people trying to buy right now that they are feeling the struggles of that and i totally understand completely understand where they're coming from so like everybody's stressed they're stressed it's just tough um but nolts fabulous bfg if you're a customer of bfg they should be able to get the majority of that for you. Um, I know that right now, since we are in the kind of ramping up time for um, garden centers and nurseries, um, plastics are very hard to come by. And BFG is a company, brokerage company, that um, is oriented towards that type of purchaser. Um, So they are selling to the nurseries. They are selling to the garden centers. They are selling to those kinds of, growers and establishments Um, another untapped one in my opinion is nc farms nc farms is was originally um, a company that just grew plant material really great um, unrooted cuttings rooted cuttings um, some patented uh, plant material plugs things like that lovely but they've added over the past few years Plastics to their lineup. So you can buy preloaded trays, plug trays. You can buy hanging baskets. You can buy unloaded plug trays. You can buy all those things. So if you are, you know, close-ish to them and you're new to the industry, um, look into North Carolina Farms. Um, when it comes to things like Bouquet wrapping and sleeves and the tissue papers and the wrapping papers and all of that stuff. Um, there are two main companies that kind of jump out. Um, Paper Mart is who we have used in the past, um, because they are a little bit cheaper than Aru, surprisingly. Um, so from Paper Mart, we've gotten things like, uh, plastic bouquet sleeves. Um, they, they used to be, I would imagine they still are, um, a recyclable plastic, which is lovely. Um, but Paper Mart also has your things like waxed tissue paper. They have the wrapping papers. They have all of those little things, um, that can really set off your product, your bouquet, your, you know, mason jar arrangement, your whatever, um, to make it more, a little, a little more appealing. Um, if you are buying immense volumes of sleeves, then it might be good to look into Aru because I'm sure they can make you a little bit of a deal then. Um, If you... And Aru also does like customized um, labels or wrappers and stuff like that too. Um, But also flamingo is another company um, out of california flamingo holland does um, import bulb material uh, but they also will make custom sleeves for you too which are lovely um i've seen their product it's beautiful the quality is there um so that's another one to look into so paper mart aru and flamingo holland lovely when it comes to things like boxes, tapes, box fillers, etc., my first go-to option is your local box manufacturer. There are box manufacturers literally sprinkled like sprinkles all across this country, all across the world. Um, so finding someone who is close to you one keeps your dollar closer, but also um, sometimes they're cheaper than the big guy like uline honestly so um a lot of our cardboard boxes uh our our plastic bags uh, that we wrap our bouquets in um things like that they come from the local guy um he they make a lot of the things but they also there are a lot of things that they don't make like the plastic materials um but they're able to find them for us at great prices so big big fans of the local guy. And honestly, the last, the last, last option um, is Uline. Um, Uline is very, very convenient to order from. You can order anytime on their website. Um, we are relatively close to a distribution facility here, so we can have it very, very quickly. Um, but they can be a little bit ruthless as a company. So you just have to kind of keep that in mind and make your choices. with um that understanding when it comes to things like uh decorative pots or um you know a a, a fancy little you know, catch pot to drop a grower's pot in or, or something like that, um, a fancy container. Um, people like accent decor and you, honestly your local floral wholesaler are great, great options. Um, your local floral wholesaler might get a bad rap if you're, you know, super duper against imports, imported, you know, cut flower material. Um, but a lot of times they have a really nice selection of um, containers and hard goods. So, you know, take a little stroll through your Floral Wholesaler, you know, see if they've got books or catalogs that they can give you. Um, Because if you need, you know, some sort of, you know, fancy little container or a brass container or a mercury glass compote or whatever, they're going to be able to get that for you. Um, Again, they are local. They are reselling the product, so you know that they'll be making a disc or making a cut there. Um, But again, you're keeping your dollar closer. And working with your floral wholesaler or really any wholesaler um, is essentially, a lot of times, a broker. And this is why I'm going to tell you, you really should be working through a broker. Okay? Um, It can be very, very appealing for you to go straight to the company, straight to the manufacturer. Um, And I tried to do that for the vast majority of what we would be buying for a long time. Um, I was trying to cut out the wholesaler. I was trying to cut out the broker and there are situations and times when that works and it works well, but I can promise you that when it comes to volume, um, or when it, really when it comes to anything, volume can speak loud, loud volumes that made no sense at all. Okay. What I'm trying to say. Is when you work through a broker, they are going to be moving more product, more volume, more mass, more items than you will be purchasing individually. Okay. Here's an example. Our hanging basket plugs are coming through Mast. Mast is a plug grower. Okay? Big, big company growing millions of plugs a year. I could purchase from them directly, okay? My little order of 550 hanging basket plugs could, honestly, they could probably care less about, okay? So if I had a problem with my mast order and I went straight to mast, I might have a very hard time making a, a, a claim for myself with my measly order of 550 plugs. But if I go through a broker like Dave and, at Leo Burby Young Plants. Dave moves a lot of plugs for Mast. Dave is a broker for Mast. If I have a problem with my plug order, I'm going to tell Dave. And because Dave has a little bit more of a say or a little bit more of a pull in product and volume that Mast is moving, that is more important for Mast to keep him happy rather than me who they could give two shits about okay so that's why it pays to work through a broker margillan at leo burby is a broker dave is a broker farmer bailey essentially you could classify him as a broker um your local floral wholesalers they're buying and reselling you could say they're a broker they're brokeraging product so those people have immense immense value okay so utilize them They have more pull. They can get better pricing because they're moving larger volumes. They're looking out for you because you are their customer. Yes, they are selling you someone else's product, but you are their customer. They want you to be happy so that you will come back to them the next year or the next time you need anything, okay? And honestly, they're going to protect your interests because of that. And we see this as a purchaser of things that will be reselling, yes, but we also see this from a seller's perspective. Because we sell our willow cuttings through we It's no surprise. Um, This is not, you know, hush-hush big news that nobody's ever talked about before. But we do broker our unrooted willow cuttings through Leo Burby. Um, As someone who is selling to Dave at Leo Burby as my broker for my products, I want him and his customers to have the best experience possible. And if one of his customers has a problem with their order, they're going to talk to him. And then Dave is going to talk to me, and then we're going to make it right. Whether something got delayed in shipping or whether something got damaged or whether something never showed up, that's important to me. And it's really, really, really important to me because Dave is selling more product than just that one order. Dave is moving a lot of product. So I need to keep him as my broker of my products happy. Okay, so I want you to kind of wrap your mind around that thought process of why sometimes, especially in this industry, when the product that we're working with is not shelf stable, having someone else who is one step up from you be on your team is so important. Okay. in closing, this has been a long episode, but I, I want you to kind of understand your place and know your place in the supply chain. OK, that's where we started. That's basically ground one for you to know. Understand your goals with the product that you're buying, you know, things that we've talked about right from the get go. What are you buying? Why are you buying it? And who are, who is selling to you? OK, that's huge. And that ties back to your goal and share your voice and ultimately your vote with your dollar. Um You know, make those decisions based off of the things we talked about. Professionalism, customer experience, you know, time in business, proximity to you, price competitiveness. All of those things matter, okay? And those are the things that should be factoring your decision as to where you put your dollar, where you put your trust, and ultimately where you put your success in your long-term business. Because what we're growing is not growing overnight. It is a long-term process. So you are sourcing with sense. As always, thank you for being here. Um, I want to close out like I always do and say that this information that we're sharing is from my experience and my personal um, time in this industry alone, okay? This is not someone telling me what to tell you. This is me being real, all right? Um, If you want to follow along with the journey that we're doing and we're on here at The Farm, you can follow us on social media, Clara Joyce Flowers. If you have questions or ideas for new topics, you can send me an email, drew at clarityflowers.com. I'm always happy to help as as much as I can. Um, With that, please do understand that if you want to talk about our specific business practices and how we've gotten to where we are that are a little bit more, um, not confidential, but more uh, pertinent in the professional sense, we do offer consultations uh, for growers. And we charge for those because we really dive into the nitty gritty. So understand that i will help as much as i can but also please do not please do not abuse my time um if you are still needing um seeds we do have a very select um availability on our website we also have merch and soaps and things like that available Um also depending on your streaming platform please feel free to like subscribe comment and give us a review um on our podcast i do appreciate those and as always Thank you for being here. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Next week, we're hashing over and talking about knowing and understanding your clientele base and how to become more approachable to those people. Um, and i um, looking forward to it. Okay, bye.